Welcome to Picks with the Professor, the show where a real statistics professor and his friends give you sports betting tips. I'm your host, Professor Sides, and I built a set of mathematical models named Sideline to predict various sports outcomes. Show more about the model during the course of this episode. Sets so to cover five Major League Baseball games scheduled to be played on Thursday, March 30th, 2023, opening day of the 2023 season. In case you're new here, check out the webpage on the banner. It's www.pickswitheprofessor.com slash new for some explanations and community rules. Also, if you're interested in projections and picks for every game, sign up on Dub Club. The link is in the show description. Even though if you're not there, I'm still thrilled that you are here. Remember, just like in college basketball, sports are unpredictable. So discussion of this show projects a typical game and does not try to forecast it to a T, as that would be a foolish and impossible goal. We take a long-term view on here and don't get distracted. When closers blow ninth inning leads, because that's definitely going to happen to somebody here on opening day, because that's the sort of thing that happens, and it balances out in the long run, but it's hard to foresee before it happens. In other words, please understand that good and bad variants will occur, so as much as I'd like to say will be profitable each and every day, that is an impossible reality for any gambler. Uh, Cousin Jared, we are here, and I cannot believe we finally made it back to opening day. Yes, we have made it back to opening day. The sun is shining. The flowers are blooming. My allergies are killing me. I literally cannot breathe out of my nose right now. So I know that baseball season is upon us. Yeah, but so you, it, for, for our, our constant listeners, they can probably hear it in your voice that it sounds a little yeah. different than, yeah. than usual. Uh, this is exactly it, Michael Jordan's flu game, but uh, I'm not 100%. There you go. There you go. Speaking of weather, it does seem like the weather's going to look really nice in opening. Last year, I believe we had one rain out uh, on opening day, or might have been the second. We had one really early. It looks like no rain. Uh, but just as an FYI, the the Google Sheet will be made available to all of our members over on Dub Club. And this year, I'm going to add a couple features. That one of them is going to be the weather uh, projection that I'm using, so that way everyone can kind of look at that and see. Uh, you'll see some really low projected totals, especially tomorrow. It's because we got some 40 degree days. So I'll talk about these on show again, these five games we're going to cover. We're not going to do like if you were with us last year, we covered every game and, and that made some shows an hour long and that made it that was a little, just a little too long. So we're going to cut back a little bit on the time, keep it a little bit shorter, go deeper in these five games. And again, the rest of the, the picks, the information, all that stuff will be over on Dub Club. So you can get the rest of the information just like we're giving it to you on show. But uh, got some cold weather. Uh, but at least no, and some windy weather in some places, but at least no rain. I think that's the biggest thing. As long as we're avoiding the rain, we play baseball, right? <laughs> yep. Yep, exactly. And it, you mentioned some bad weather opening day last year. It just feels like all of April, generally, any AL Central team is going to have like multiple games yeah. uh, postponed. So, and, yeah. And, and, half, the, and half the NL Central with, uh, you, you know, the Cubs and, uh, you know, sometimes you get a little bit of Pittsburgh as well. So, I mean, yeah. Yeah. So as long as we get all the games in tomorrow, that will be a, a wonderful day, in my opinion. Yeah, and uh, you know, weather is a big effect on totals. Temperature is is a huge effect there. One of the biggest effects. Uh, the other effect on totals is the baseballs, and uh, hopefully, people aren't skipping past passes. I'm not going to play a total early on. I told cousin Jared here before show. I said I'm not going to play a total for the first month of the season. Now I never do what I say, so it'll probably be like a couple of weeks, you know. But I'm going to say a month. So it's a couple, I, I want to see what the baseballs are because every year in the last couple of years we've seen different baseballs used, and I kind of want to just get a feel for what's happening if we're using the old dead balls especially with the weather tomorrow just blind bet every under just yep. every 15 unders and you're going to go 13 and 2 probably if we're using those old dead balls again but then last year at some point they mixed in uh, better balls and the judge got better balls that whole thing right that was a fiasco if you follow into that so it, it, it 
it's gotten weird with the baseballs and not having consistent product makes totals a little bit dicey. So if you're betting totals, just kind of a the shift and the stolen base stuff, I don't think that's going to affect totals that much. I think it's going to affect individual players. I don't think it's going to affect scoring a ton. I think the biggest thing that's going to affect scoring is the weather and what balls we're using. And I can tell you about the former, but I cannot tell you about the latter with what baseball's doing. Yep. I, yeah. I agree. Yeah. Um, we've, uh, again, we've got five games for you here today, but before we get to that, some reminders, please hit that like button if you're on YouTube. Also, if you aren't yet, please consider subscribing or following. It's free. And if you turn on notifications, you won't miss any college basketball, MLB, or college football content that this channel provides. What we're going to do here is we're going to go A grade money land plays or to return four units. That is the risk plus win amount will equal four. That way we risk proportionally more on favorites and dogs. This little formula, the reason I'm doing this is we're going to take a, a dog, a big dog today, but I don't want to risk one unit. And rather than trying to figure out where to do one and when to do half and when to do, I just plug in the formula. So you plug in the formula, it tells me what I want, and it's, and it's ratioed out. I really like using this type of thing. We're going to make the A grades return four, the B grades return three, and the C grades return two. I'm playing every single game. Last year when we switched this player-based model, about half of the season, the B grades and the C grades were just as profitable as the A grades. So I'm playing them all. I'm playing the A grades a little bit higher. If you want to subset down, obviously, viewer, that is up to you. Um, the A grade plays are the bigger edges, but again, they all did so well last year. I I personally am a fan of playing more games. That doesn't mean you should bet out all 15. If you don't like it, don't bet it. But I'm a bigger fan of playing more games if you like, spreading your units around, playing 10 games, 12 games, whatever you're covering. If it's a C grade and you like it, fire away. The C grade picks do well. The B grade, everything does well in the long run with baseball. So I'm not, I'm not holding, I'm not just saying play college basketball, it's a lot more. You know, 120 games. It's like, okay, how do we pick like right. 20 of them, right? Baseball. Again, I think if you're betting 10, I think that's totally fine. Uh, anyway, that's just my, my little spiel. Uh, let's get to it, though. Otherwise, uh, as always, uh, take what you like and leave the rest. We're going to start off the afternoon. Brewers and the Cubs. We're going to be on the favor here at Brewers minus 140. It's a B-grade pick. The model says that the Brewers uh, should be favored to the price of minus 145. That's a 59% win probability. You've got Corbin Burns versus Marcus Stroman. Burns is one of the top pitchers in baseball. Uh, Strowman's good, not great, in my opinion. Uh, I don't project him to be that much better than average, not, not even a full standard deviation better than average, but Burns, again, one of the top pitchers in baseball. Offensively, I've got the Brewers right around league average, Cubs behind them, bullpen, Brewers, kind of like last year. A couple decent guys at the back, but they don't really have a lot of depth. Not a problem when Burns is pitching because you expect him to get you to the back end of the bullpen. So the fact that the Brewers you know, uh, fourth and fifth best relievers are, are, are bad, to be honest. Not going to really hurt them. I like backing Burns here. I like the Brewers, the better offenses on the road. Minus 140 is two is, is, a, is a short price room. Back them with a B-grade pick. The weather in this game, we're going to start off with a slight breeze across, maybe a little bit out. Sorry, sorry a, strong, a strong breeze, a little bit out, but more across. It's going to start shifting in as the game goes along. going to be over 10 miles an hour. 40 degrees at first pitch, 45 degrees at the end. So we talk about the top of the show. Cold weather makes the ball die. The winds be mostly going across. Wrigley is one of the most sensitive parks to wind. Why is that? Because they do not have stands in the outfield. So the wind can have more of an effect there as opposed to most parks, which have, they have stands. They don't have very much, right? Most parks have bigger stands in the outfield. makes the wind have a little bit less of an effect. Wrigley is the most extreme park with regards to wind. 
It's pretty extreme with regards to temperature as well. 40-degree temperature is going to keep the ball in the ballpark. I'm back in the Brewers minus 140, but Cousin Jerry, do you actually like playing a total here, don't you? Well, you may be go- waiting one month into the season to play a total. I'm going to wait about an hour and 15 minutes into the season, and I'm going to take the under seven and a half. Right off the bat. <laughs> yeah, right off the bat, coming off the top rope with the underplay. Uh, I don't know why this total is seven and a half. Completely agree with what you're saying about uh, Burns getting to the back end of the uh, Milwaukee bullpen. I don't see the Cubs scoring very many runs in this game. I, I think the way that you described Stroman is very good, though. He's still good. He's above mm-hmm. average. I think that his reputation has gone down just because relatively speaking, he's not as good and dominant as he w- once was. Yeah. But I still think he's a, a really good good pitcher. Uh, you know, Cubs offense, don't think very much of it. The Brewers offense, it's really up and down. They've got some names when you look at them, but, you know, the production has just been so inconsistent. Uh, and, of course, you mentioned the wind potentially shifting in as the game goes on. That's music to my ears. So I'll take the under 7.5 in this game. And, yeah, let's start the season with a bang and an under. Yeah, model projects the total to be under six in this one, partially because of cold weather, partially because the matchup, when you look at it, like you said, the the Cubs are going to have a really hard time scoring in general. The Brewers' offense isn't good enough on average to get to Stroman is the thing, is that Stroman is good enough to handle this. He's probably not good enough to handle, you know, a fully healthy Astros lineup, Dodgers, Mets, right? Those type of offenses he's going to struggle a little bit more with, but this Brewers offense isn't one of those, so he should have more success, especially in a day where he's going to get tons of help. Let him hit the ball in the air. Unless you just really crush one, it's not going to get out tomorrow. You shouldn't see a lot of home runs in that weather, and if you do, again, it would be more early with the breeze blowing out, but as the pitchers tire down, get a little bit less effective, that's when the wind's going to start helping them even more. It's not going to warm up at all. It just sets up to be a Brewers, you know, three to one win would be my my off the wall prediction. If I had to do that, I'm not going to do that for every game, but if I had to, I would say like Brewers, like three, one, like it just doesn't seem like there's many runs in this one. And I, I'm like, how did the Cubs score against a guy like Burns and the back end of that Brewers bullpen, especially on a cold day. Yep. Sticking in the NL central. I don't know why we got four NL central teams. Here we are. Uh, Pirates at the Reds, maybe not like must see TV, but it's an a grade pick on the dog here at the Pirates plus plus one twenty. sideline says the Pirates should be, favored minus 120 so a massive a great pick massive edge here i've got the pirates offense as below average and the reds offense as terrible especially with joey Votto not being a part of it i just have zero faith in this reds offense pitching wise i think that hunter green is the better pitcher between him and mitch keller but i don't think it's by that much i think we got a lot of hype around green he throws really hard i think people are viewing this as the reds have a massive edge at pitcher and i think it's not that big i think the pirates edge hitting is much greater than the reds edge edge pitching both these bullpens are terrible but the reds bullpen is terrible lure and so you know once we get to the bullpens the pirates crappy bullpen is better than the reds atrocious bullpen i expect nothing of the reds this year i'd be really surprised if they get to 60 wins i just i feel like we're treating the reds like they might win 75 games this year and i don't see any way that's going to happen um pirates plus 120 a grade pick weather-wise we're about 60 degrees uh, slight breeze in around five miles an hour. So another game where we don't expect a ton of runs model projects seven, seven and a half in this one based off of again, chilly weather, a pretty hitter friendly ballpark with regards to home runs. But if a slight breeze blowing in, it's chilly. It's not going to be the easiest ball out there as opposed to in the summer when it heats up, wind blows out, when it pop flies turn into home runs in that park. Uh, Cousin Jerry, what do you got for us? 
So, you know, you, you mentioned Hunter Green, maybe not as, as good as we think. Our boy, Mitch Keller. Mitch Keller was good to us last year. So, he was. We backed him a lot. <laughs> yeah. So I think riding with Mitch Keller uh, again is, is a good idea here. But I, I want to zero in more on the Pirates lineup. You mentioned that their offense is much better than what the Reds are projected to be. I think Andrew McCutcheon signing with Pirates this offseason gives them like a little extra pep in their step that maybe they mm. didn't have before. And you look at like Brian Reynolds and Cabrian Hayes and O'Neill Cruz. Like you, you've got some real potential with the bats in this lineup. And then our, our boy Carlos Santana. May not get a hit, but he will find a way to get on base. Death Three taxes. walks, probably. <laughs> Death taxes and Carlos Santana getting walks. Um, yeah, exactly. So uh, I, I like the Pirates' offense and this one. Also, interesting note, Kanan Smith in Jigba is an outfielder on the active roster for the Pittsburgh Pirates. That's brother of Jackson Smith in Jigba. And so if you are wondering, we are 151 days until college football season kicks off. Yeah, I'm just moving to the next game on that one. <laughs> it's opening day and you're talking about college football. I had also, to. I had to. You got you to gotta stick to your brand. 4.10 yeah. p.m. Eastern. Mets at the Marlins. We're going to back the Mets at minus 120, an A-grade pick here. Uh, the model loves Sandy Alcantara. The, the issue is uh, the rest of his team isn't very good, and that's the problem. I have him rated exactly the same as Max Scherzer. I think both of these pitchers are absolutely fantastic. Where Alcantara has an edge is the fact that he projects to go deeper in these games. Last year, we saw him so many times just completely take the Marlins bullpen out of the game. And the model knows that. The model looks at that and says the fact that he pitches deeper means that the Marlins bullpen has less of an effect on this game than literally any other pitcher in baseball. And that matters a lot. The, the issue is that Max Scherzer actually on a rate basis, I think, is the better pitcher. Mets bullpen's pretty solid, especially at the top, even though Diaz is not a part of it. It's still a solid bullpen. They still got some decent arms back there. And obviously the Mets offense is light years better than the Marlins offense. Minus 120. I'm not sure if how many chances we're going to get to back Max Scherzer at minus in this Mets offense at minus 120. Um, I guess the Dodgers. You know, that sort of thing. Maybe, you know, if they play at the Astros, at the Yankees. I mean, it, it, it's going to be few and far between that we're going to get a chance to back Max Scherzer at a price like this. Sandy's really good, but it's more than just him. So minus 120 is an A-grade pick on the Mets model. So it should be Mets minus 146. But they went 59% of the time. No weather issues here. If there are, they'll just close the roof. So, yeah, I, I don't need much to say on this one. I want the anytime I get the opportunity to back Scherzer and it says there's value, I want to do it. I love the Mets here. The other, the other thing I would say about the Marlins is when I was listening to the uh, season preview uh, on for the, the Marlins, they had one batter that was qualified for any sort of batting counting stat because they had so much turnover with all of their hitters. Most of them not good. So many people injured going up and down between the minors. They had one batter that was actually reached enough stats to be qualified for any you know statistical category. So, I mean, to your point, what what do the Marlins have in this one against Scherzer? I mean, they they have our boy Yuli Gurriel, who they are apparently putting on the uh, the roster. So, I mean, they've got that. that he, I, and I love Uriel. He was great. He was great to us as Astros fans. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm obviously, you know, repping the Astros jersey and Cousin Jersey with the Astros. The yeah. issue with Guriel is that last year, I mean, he just, you know, when Father Time comes for all of us and when it comes, it comes and it came for him. And yeah. I'm not saying he's done. Obviously, I hope the best for him. He's He's been a great, a great player, but uh, yeah, or I, great for, I mean, you know, but yeah, at some point this season, he will have a really good four week stretch. He will, he will, and and obviously for the Marlins, what they're hoping, probably what they're hoping, right, is that he has a good, you know, yeah. 
at the two month stretch at the beginning yeah. of the season they trade him right but yeah, yeah you know he might and he might you never know i mean we have it wouldn't be the first time we've seen an older player have a bad year and then bounce back the next year but it's just it's not extremely likely and and that's i kind of feel like the way about most of the marlin hitters i mean they're they're their upside is they might be decent, right, for so many of them, but there's just not a lot of good hitters. They're going to really struggle against Scherzer. Uh, the Mets hitters are going to struggle against Alcantara because he's really good, but the difference is the Mets hitters are, are of the caliber to at least scratch out a couple of runs yeah. yep. uh, against him, and I'm not sure that's true for the Marlins. It, you know, you never know. You never know when a guy's going to run into one guess right, but in general, Scherzer's uh, yep. at minus 120 is just way too good to pass up, so a great pick there. Yep. Last one here at this time slot, 4.10 p.m. Eastern. Twins at the Royals. Uh, we're going to back the Twins at minus 148. It's a B-grade pick on them. Models it should be Twins minus 158. They win 61% of the time. We're backing Pablo Lopez here against Zach Greinke. Zach Greinke, one of the few pitchers on opening day that the model rates below league average. Biggest issue with Grinky is that he tends to go five innings and he tends to give up three runs. It's very just one of them, maybe six innings and three, maybe five and two. He tends to have a, a, an inning where he has a hard time. He tends to not go very deep anymore. He was a fantastic pitcher. He's had a great career. I love the guy and I love his quotes. I love how straightforward he is. He's hilarious by all accounts. All of the things you can read about him, uh, teammates telling stories are hilarious. But at this point in his career, not a great pitcher. Paulo Lopez is pretty good, though. I've got him close to a full standard deviation, better than league average. Switching leagues, now that the NL has the DH, it probably shouldn't matter too much. Twins have the edge starting pitcher. Twins have the edge in the bullpen by a lot. They've got a pretty solid bullpen. Royals don't. Twins offense, probably pretty average. Nothing really to write home about, of course, losing Carlos Correa. They're still decent offensively, but they're not great. The issue is the Royals... I don't think they're going to score a lot of runs. That's part of the reason why we think the Twins will win. Weatherwise, we're talking mid-60s. The wind will be blowing out at almost 20 miles per hour. So, wow, 60-degree weather, going to hang the ball up a little bit, not quite like the 40 degrees that we're seeing in, say, New York uh, or Chicago. But it's going to kill the ball a little bit. But 20-mile-an-hour but wind's blowing out. You hit a fly ball, wind's going to carry it. So an interesting game here. The model projects eight and a half runs on the total just because it expects an extra home run or two in what's already a pretty hitter-friendly ballpark uh, because those really strong winds blowing out. Uh, Cousin Jared, I, the, the Twins have the edge starting pitcher. They have a bigger edge offensively, and I think that's what you want to hone in on is the massive edge that the maybe the massive disadvantage the Royals are going to have offensively this year. Yeah, you you look at the Royals, and I just don't know where the runs are going to come from. I mean, two of their uh, best three offensive players, in my opinion, play the same position. You got Salvador Perez, who somehow is only thirty two years old. Uh, I am I'm the math it doesn't seem impossible. It, it does seem impossible. Okay. Uh, he and then they have a, a, a hotshot prospect, MJ Melendez, who also plays catcher. And again, I just don't see it's going to be really tough to get both those guys in the lineup at the same time. And when I think those are definitely two of your best three or four hitters, I think that's that's a problem. You got Hunter Dozier. I mean, he's, okay, you know, whatever. Bobby Witt's good. Uh, Vinny Pascantino at some point this season might be good. You know, he, he could turn into something good. I don't think he's going to be that right off the bat. So, yeah, I just look at this Royals roster and I just don't really see how they're going to score enough runs especially in a, uh, against a team like the Twins who have Lopez going and obviously are, are much better offensively than what the Royals are right now. And I'll, I'll follow that up. Uh, Sideline has Pascantito as their best hitter. Uh, unfortunately for them, their second and third best hitters are Perez and Melendez. And yeah. beyond that, they don't have a single player that the model rates 
as league average or better. Every other player offensively is rated as below mm. league average. So, I mean, mm. it goes exactly to what, and, and I, you know, like it's obviously news to you. We hadn't talked about that specifically, but I mean, yeah, when you're talking about, like you said, when two of their best three hitters are the same position and everybody else is below average, yeah. it's, it's not good for them. They're, they're off. In the position where it is literally the toughest to get them both into the game at the same time, because you run a really big risk if you DH one of them, and, and, and then you need, you know, one of them gets injured playing catcher, you got to send the other catcher and you lose your DH. So, yeah. you know, it's just, it's a really, it's, it's tough. Spot. Although tomorrow with Grinky batting, that may, may be, not be the craziest thing in the world. The issue is what's going to happen with the relievers. <laughs> where course. would Grinky fall compared to the league average as far as batting goes? That's I don't know that off the top of my head, but he might be better than one of their, you know, one of their bench bats. I mean, they're so, or, or not better, but he might be within striking distance, you know, yeah, because yeah. he was a pretty good hitter. Uh, yeah. You know, you've got a, a a rough spell here for, for the Royals offensively. Not really sure how they're going to compete in this division. The Twins, of course, on the road. But, you know, home field, you know, it matters in baseball, but it matters a little bit more on the fringes, I think, than a situation like this where the Twins just have an edge everywhere. This is about where I'm a little bit surprised we're on the favorite here. I kind of figured that people would be all over the Twins. I figured this price would be out to minus 160, minus 170, minus 180. And we'd be saying, oh, you got to take a chance on the dog because we're going to be really price sensitive here. If you're confused about the price sensitivity because the baseball season comes, I get a lot of people say, oh, just tell me who's going to win. You can't just say who's going to win because the price really matters if you're confused about that i've written a little article about it on the website again www.pixelprofessor.com you can check that it's a how to bet money lines i think it's slash money lines just as a refresher there on why it's not just about who wins but it's about the price and i really thought the twins price would be higher here minus 148 it's only a b grade according to the model but it feels really cheap to me given yeah. that i just don't know how the royals pull this off given they're going up against a pitcher that I think the model probably even underrates in Pablo Lopez. I think Pablo's better than the model thinks he is. I, I think the answer was probably just like Grinky's name Grinky. just car yeah. carries a, a lot of respect with it, I think. So I, I yeah. think that's probably your explanation. Yeah. There's one 7 p.m. Eastern game. That's, of course, our uh, beloved World Series champion Houston Astros. I guess you get prime time when you win the World Series. That's a lot of fun. Uh, it, that should be a fantastic game. Fromber and Dylan Cease. Uh, I'm not going to cover it here. That I think it's priced pretty well, at least as of right now. Again, we'll have official picks on everything and all the information to all of our Dub Club members. Again, all those links are in the show description. Uh, so we're going to fast forward to the late games. Three late games. We're going to cover the 10 p.m. Eastern Angels at the A's. We're going to take the dog here, the A's, plus 194. It's a C-grade pick. It's risking like two-thirds of a unit, you know, just taking a chance here. You know, the model last year faded Otani a lot, and it, and it worked pretty well. Not that Otani's not a good pitcher. He's insanely good. It's just the rest of his team was terrible. I think the Angels will be better this year. Yeah. Uh, it's kind of hard not to be with Otani and Cal. Yeah. It's hard to be as bad it's, as they were. Yeah, it's, it's, good. it's almost impossible to be worse than they were last year. Yeah, get conditioned on the fact they have those two guys, right? Like, yeah. you know, it, 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 it blows my mind with how good those two guys are. Um, but either way, their offense, I think, is going to be pretty solid. I've got them offensively rated towards the top. The issue with the Angels that I have right now is their bullpen is terrible. So this is kind of an Otani's got to go eight, maybe nine mm. in this situation because I just don't like anything in their bullpen behind him. And Otani obviously can go eight or nine, right? That is possible. We don't think the A's do win. We're just saying at plus 194, it's probably worth a flyer on them just because if Otani doesn't go nine, the bullpen's going to get crazy. Otani lost a lot of games last year in two to one fashion. He lost a lot of games as bullpen blue. He lost a lot of games for weird reasons because the Angels were just so terrible. Again, I do think they'll be better, but it's not a completely brand new team. 
The A's are going to be bad, obviously, but they're throwing Kyle, Kyle Muller out there who is at least better than league average. He's not terrible. He's not obviously as good as Otani, but he's a decent pitcher. Um, I don't know how DP goes, but believe it or not, I think the A's bullpen is actually better than the Angels bullpen. So if that holds, then, you know, we've got some decent relievers. And the A's always seem to find a reliever or two who's decent. And of course, then they'll trade them by the trade deadline, but they're going to find somebody who can handle that uh, and, and pitch behind them. Their offense, of course, leaves a lot to be desired. But again, this is all about the price here. A's plus 194. Model says that it's priced fairly well, but this is just one of those take a chance on the home dog. It's such a huge odds and see what happens and see if Otani has another bad luck loss. You also consider the whole baseball world baseball classic. Is there any rust, not rust? Is there any, um, you know, fatigue, any, any, you know, he's, you know, threw a lot there. I mean, you just never really know a little bit of a letdown. Uh, that was a pretty intense situation that he was coming off of. Is and there, is there a hangover from winning it? Is, is there a hangover from winning it? Is there, is there a, like, now he's going to be playing in front of, you know, 27 people in Oakland Coliseum and he's like, whatever, this is lame. I don't, I don't know. I have no idea, but uh, you know, angels plus 194 worth a flyer. Uh, what do you think? Cousin Jared? Yep. I agree. This is uh, for all of our friends in discord that I've been preaching about all off season long that, you know, like the nationals, the a, some of these really bad teams, you just got to hold your nose and take the big odds at times. Cause it's going to pay off over the course of the season. I said it last year at the beginning of the season. I'll say it again this year, the A's are going to find a way to win like 60 games. And, you know, they look terrible. They're going to be dogs in so, so, so many of these games. But the big odds, it makes it pay off in, in the long run. So just a little bit of value here, but you got to capitalize with these big odds. Again, the A's will somehow win 60 games this year. And this might be one Defying of all logic for sure, because yeah. you look at the team and you don't think how, but, but, but they will. They do yep. have some young promising starting pitchers as well. It's a thing to keep an eye on. With uh, J.P. Sears and then Ken Waltercheck, you got a couple guys who are decent. And again, Muller's not bad either. So, I mean, they're going to hang around in games, especially in that massive pitcher's park there in Oakland. They're going to play some low-scoring games. They're going to accidentally win a few. Uh, and, and again, it's all about the price. I will include, I did last year, and I'm including in this year in the sheet, a, a, a tracking of all the teams or record playing them and just your profitability if you if you bet them every game, uh, how they compare to the sports week. I'll, I'll include a lot of those fun details, which kind of like you said, with the A's, you you bet them every single game and, and you shouldn't, but if you were to bet them 162 times, uh, they will not win 80, of course, but they might be profitable because of the big odds. Yeah. They might not be, but they, they are a team that can win 60 games and be profitable. But if you back the Yankees every single game, you might win 100 and you might not be profitable. You just It's right. all about the price on these types of things. Long season, it's a marathon, not a sprint, so we're always going to be smart thinking about that. Uh, Weather-wise in this one, though, again, 50 degrees to start, 45 to close. When are we blowing out there? It does tend to blow out in Oakland, but it doesn't seem to matter in that park that it's blowing yeah. out. It's no. The way the stadium is built kind of blocks the wind. It's it's chilly. Wind blowing out doesn't help anything there. But to me, I'm more concerned about the temperature. The model projects six runs in this game, and like I said, it's going to be low scoring. And that's exactly what you want. You want a weird variance game if you're checking a dog. Yeah. You don't want a yeah. traditional six to three baseball game. You want a really low scoring game where you might get one run into one and one inning, one air or whatever, and you might win, or you want a crazy game in cores. That's what kind of crap you want if you're playing these big dogs. So a yep. low scoring environment is perfect for uh, taking a chance with the dog in this game. And I don't expect many runs um, happening on a night like that in Oakland being so dang cold. Yep. Uh, cousin Jared, that is all we've got for opening day. You have any parting words? I can't wait to just stream baseball all day tomorrow. 
I mean, it's definitely going to be what I'm doing. Uh, you know, whether you are, you know, working, whether you're, you know, on the road for work, whether whatever it may be, right. Finding a way to stream some baseball, have yeah. it on a TV, have it on a radio, uh, yeah. kind of a tradition unlike, unlike any other here at this time of year. Uh, yeah. So I'm definitely looking forward to it. Uh, and that's all we've got. Then thanks for tuning in this episode. Picks with the professor. Don't forget to subscribe so you can control the sports betting content provided on this channel. Drop right into your feed. Be back again tomorrow, six days a week with MLB betting content. Check out the final four show if you haven't done so already. But until we see you again, as always, best of luck. And remember, you can eat your betting money, but please don't bet you're eating money.